<laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry, man. I should have told you earlier. Oh, far out. Every everyone's loving loving you anyway, mate. As as per usual. On on uh, on live. That's that's all right. So how you been? How how do you how do you go through COVID? Is it is it something you had to um, adapt to? Because I guess the the audition process would have changed for you, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Things have moved from um, uh, you know going in going in a room, going in person, and reading with uh, casting people or producers, directors, what have you, to you know just taping at home, you know, throwing it up on the iPhone and, and emailing it off. But uh, it was kind of trending that way for a while before the pandemic. So it wasn't really all that extreme that 100% of them got moved that way. I actually, I just had a video game callback uh, with a director and, and, and stuff, but um, I had to do that one live, you know, off the webcam. So that was a little bit technically tricky to try and Yeah. How do you up. do that? Yeah. Well, uh, let's just say it wasn't my best work. Uh, technically <laughs> speaking. So, but um, you know, you manage it and you know, everybody has a, Everybody has a lot, a, a lot of grace on their other end, knowing that actors are just trying to do their best off, you know, PC webcams and stuff like that. So we're getting by. We find a way, right? That's what humans do. That's it. How many, how many Zoom meetings you reckon you've done now in the last year? <laughs> are you Man, sick of that I mean, app? I mean, it's 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 got to be hitting triple digits. Um, you know, yeah. more importantly, I I use Zoom to play my Dungeons and Dragons games. So we've got uh, several hundred hours logged in Zoom Dungeons and Dragons uh, games uh, this year, most importantly. How did you get into that? Because I've, I've never actually played it. I, I think I would get addicted like you. That's, that's what's scaring me at the moment. I'll tell you what, there's nothing like it. And I've, <laughs> I've, I've been a fan of, you know, D&D my whole life. You know, I grew up reading yeah. Dungeons and Dragons novels, you know, the Dragonlance novels, all those classic novels back in the day. And uh, I've always been such a nerd for it. But the problem with D&D is you need other people to play it. You know, it's not like a video mm. game. You can just hit power and you're good, right? So um, luckily in L.A., I have a lot of friends that um, have the same nerdy interests as me. So a couple of years ago, we finally all got together. Uh, a, a writer buddy of mine put together a game and, and we played. And, um, you know, I've been hooked ever since. And so I run my own games. I play in other games. It's really... Um, a, a lot of fun, man. It's fun to go analog. How many hours per week would you say? Man, during during the height of the pandemic, I was probably up to four or five nights a week, probably putting mm. at least 12. And they're two to three hour hours. games, yeah? Yeah, you, you run a session for like three hours quite typically. But if you're running a game, you've got hours of preparations to make, you know, in advance of every session. So running running the games is a whole different animal. Hold on. What do you mean? What are you preparing? Being a dungeon master, Dan. That's <laughs> you got to earn that title. You got to earn that title with with endless prep. You got to prepare maps and storylines and hooks and take furious notes and because it's so wow. open ended, right? Like the characters can get up to anything, so you kind of have to get out ahead of it, know the story backwards and forwards, so that you can adjust accordingly on what they decide to do, which is the magic of it. So, but uh, it's it's been a blast. So you think we should get into it, everyone here in the chat, myself included? You haven't gotten into it. You haven't lived. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I'll say about it. Uh, all right. Well, switching over to Modern Warfare. Wow, what a series to be a part of, man. How did you feel when you when you finally land that gig? Because I, speaking to some of the other guys, I know that it's very 
closed doors at the start, you don't know that it's Call of Duty, do you? You don't. And before we go further, I'll be just, uh, I know we're live, so I just wanted to say, what's up, everyone? A big, uh, big good mornings, afternoons, evenings from uh, Echo 31 here. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. Um, yeah. Where were, uh, where were we? Yeah. Uh, and make NBA sure you follow Podcast. Chad on Twitch. I'm sorry? Chad, Chad Michael Collins. Is that your Twitch name? It is. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure you follow him, guys. Um, what I was saying was, um, how did it, how did it go back in that, getting the role of Alex? Yeah. No, you're, you're spot on, man. It is very, um, you know, non-disclosure agreement heavy. And, uh, oh, tell you, yeah. they tell you very little going into it, you know, and that's by design, you know, any leaks, you know, you've seen all the gamers out there. They're, they're starving for leaks. They've got videos, <laughs> speculating which character is which, who's going to be in the next one. So I get why they have to keep it a little bit close to the vest. Um, no, but that it, it was a it was a proper audition for a video game. You know, I had a military theme. I didn't know very much about it. Um, I had yeah. one audition with the director at Infinity Ward um, of this game, Taylor Kurosaki and Brian Bloom, the writer. We had a great little 20, 25 minute session auditioning for this role. Still had no idea what the game was. 25 um, minutes for your first audition. Yeah, yeah. We, that's, um, is that long? That's pretty long, isn't it? It's pretty long, but we... Um, we we went on the mocap stage where we eventually filmed. We were we were in the studio, Infinity Ward's motion capture stage, and we just played it out. We acted it out. You know, we had all the prop guns and rifles and tables and chairs set up for the various you know three scenes that I went through them with. You know, we had a blast. You know, Brian Bloom, the writer, uh, who's a very accomplished actor and voiceover actor in his own right, he mm-hmm. um, you know at one point put me in a headlock and kind of dragged me down and sat me in a chair um if you remember the scene from the campaign where i meet farah for the first time um you know mm. her guards kind of ru- they drag me in and sit me down and then i you know have to basically talk with her and hope they don't kill me um you know he he played the part of the guard dragging me through the room and <laughs> sit me down roughly in a chair so it was a really that's not fun... a typical rider that's not a typical yeah exactly right that, eh? uh, brian's <laughs> nothing to mess with dude he's 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 not the, he's not the guy with the glasses you know and uh he was actually quite good in uh, i think it was infinite warfare yes he was the main star yeah yeah he's a, an amazing voiceover actor and a super great guy and um yeah yeah we had a fun audition and um yeah i didn't hear anything for like five six weeks and we got a call and uh, the job was mine. Still didn't know what it was, but you know, had to do some face scanning uh, down at Activision, and that's when I started to kind of put two and two together that it would be a Call of Duty game. And uh, Modern Warfare was revealed to us at our first uh, kind of table read, our first gathering of the entire cast. That's when they told us what they were doing with the Modern. Oh, Warfare. so you didn't know it was Modern Warfare? You just knew it was Call of Duty. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and then you get the you see the words Modern Warfare. Wow. <laughs> that is just it was a nice surprise you, you must you, well i don't know did you play the other games were you familiar with the franchise at all or? yeah uh yeah. Fun, funny enough uh the, the modern warfare trilogy was the only call of duty games i ever played uh back oh, wow. in the day so it was a real treat to hear that this was kind of like a soft reboot of the that trilogy that everybody knew and loved and, and the only one that i had that had played in the entire franchise VJ Trashy, he says, Chad, we love you. Thanks for stopping by. Um, Rachel says, we appreciate you, Chad. Mm-hmm. Acrobatic says, I already follow Chad. So plenty of people happy to see you, mate. We'll take yeah. some uh, some 
chat questions later on. I've still got plenty to get through with you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to know what it was like on the mocap stage or the performance capture, whatever you call it. Like how how did you go about doing that? Because this would have been your first time doing that, yeah. Uh, I had done some some video game work here and there, but nothing of this scope. Uh, hidden agenda, yeah. Hidden agenda, you know. Yeah. Which, I mean, we shot that whole game in in maybe four or five days total. I I worked like three on that. So that was that a great was, game. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a pretty speedy process. Um, but yeah, this was this was my first you know proper you know big lead starring role. Um, you know, everything was done on that motion capture stage. You know, the actors, the main cast, you know, Barry playing Captain Price and Elliot Knight playing Gaz and, you know, Claudia DeMitt played Farah, Aiden Bristow played Hadir. You know, oh. uh, we we all shot on that motion capture stage. We focused mostly on the cinematics uh, in the campaign. And there was like yeah. 19 or 20 of them. Uh, the mission intros and outros, you know, when you were actually about to boot off for a mission, you'd have like a little bit of a minute of the character interaction. Then you'd kind of morph into the character's shoes, you know, Alex's shoes. And you'd go off. So we shot a lot of those uh, uh, mission intros and outros. You know, I came back and shot some stuff for for Warzone when it was revealed that Alex was alive. And, and we'll talk uh, about that later. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but that was that was the focus of 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 what we did. You know, all those dramatic uh, cutscenes you know, as a cast. So how many days shooting you think that would have been? We would typically get called in like once every month, month and a month and a half. And, um, you know, we'd work a full See, week. See, I find that strange that you would yeah. have that much of a break from the character. Do you yeah, know what I mean? well, the, the, the crazy thing about video games is, you know, you have to have this amazing team of artists and designers creating the world, right? So you have to build the world first. You have to create this space so that then you can fit the story into the context. So they, they have the, the blueprint of the script, but they have to go and build that world. And then we have to step in and, you know, add the uh, the character life into the world. So they, they would have to, you know, at least crudely render the setting, you know, whether you were flying in on a chopper or you were boots on the ground in Urzikstan or, you know, Piccadilly Circus. Um, they had to they create that stuff first before they could call the actors in to, to, to navigate that space and, and work around it and stuff. So that was kind of why there was always those gaps. But when we, when they did call us in, we, you know, we would have like a four, usually a four or five day shooting schedule. Uh, we'd have a day of rehearsals and then, um, you know, we'd go into knocking out all the scene work, you know, day to day for the rest of that week. What about the, the actual script that you get? Do you get just the cutscene script? Because, like, I remember <laughs> I saw a video um, and it was all your voice lines, I think. It, like yeah. a 20-minute video. And I think you right. commented on it. I think it was your channel. And you're yes. like, yeah. I need a glass of water after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, we never got a full script. And that's pretty typical of video wow, games. Okay. You know, things... As you can imagine, if we were film, we were filming for like a year and a half on this. So you know, a lot of stuff changed, got tweaked along the way. Um, you know, we never got a script. We basically just got the overall picture of the story, and then and we shot it pretty sequentially, which is great. You know, from the from the opening mission all the way to the end uh, of the campaign. So you know, we just got those scenes that week, and then we kind of talked them through on our rehearsal days and and put the bigger context into place. And then we just, you know, bang, 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 knocked them out. So we never had an overall script uh, to, to work from. You know, we were just kind of trusting the uh, Taylor and Brian to, to kind of steer us through all that. Is 
Is it a lot different to shooting movies? Like you're in the Sniper series, I think you've done five of those. How different is it to doing this mocap and and working with these guys compared to a real life shoot? It's very different, man. Um, yeah, yeah, it's incredibly different. You, it's a new world. It is, and um, it, it it's fun, man, because it merges a lot of acting elements from TV, film, theater, you know, and it kind of smashes them all together in a, in a whole weird way. Um, you know, I think Barry, Barry Paul Sloan, who plays Captain Price, who did such an amazing job. He, um, I remember him kind of describing it as it's kind of like theater meets film in the way that. Yeah. He said that know, the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, and, and I, I haven't found a better description of it, you know, cause you're, yeah. you're, it's like you're on a theater stage and once, mm you hear action you got to go everybody's got to be word perfect everybody's got to know exactly what they need to do with their business hit their marks everything else you know there is no editing between action and cut you know it has to be kind of word perfect and everything has to be really dialed in which is why we had the rehearsal days um, but also you know you've got that cam on your helmet rig that's facing and taking those those extreme close-ups of you you know capturing every single micro expression every flinch on your face so that you've got that film close up, and then you've also got 75 cameras ringing the entire mocap stage. So that's kind mm. of like the film coverage from every single angle while you did it. And you know, we had a director with a steady cam following us through, you know, really? all of our motions wow. as well. So yeah, it was a really, really interesting uh process and one that I, I really had a lot of fun with. The steady cam makes sense now because some of that grounded feel of the cutscenes, I wondered how they achieved that, yeah. but I'm guessing it's through that. Yeah, 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 we had uh, our um, uh, a guy named Jeffrey Nagus, uh, who was kind of our first AD and, and would, would work that steady cam. Um, you know, he was just kind of weaving it around to get us that those great angles and stuff like that as we as we did our scenes just for an extra angle of the things. And a lot of those made, you know, the final cut and just to give it some more movement, some some dynamic uh, movement throughout it all. So it was it was really fun, man. Very, very different and you know unlike a film where you can expect to be outdoors you know on location filming mm. you know we were on a mocap stage using our imaginations to recreate urzikstan or recreate piccadilly circus that sort of stuff what so do they use for fun. like a car like because i've heard they just use cardboard boxes and things like that to oh they'll, they'll they, yeah man they get real creative with you know basic <laughs> uh hardware store things you know they'll put a pvc yeah. piping ring together you know, on yeah. a platform to represent a chopper. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll do crude kind of like doors that you come through and open up and walls. You know, they throw a lot of sandbags down where it's just basically that's a wall. Don't go don't go beyond that sandbag <laughs> or else you're through the wall. <laughs> so it, wow. it was really fun to play with. Um, Janine here says it's 3 a.m. in Western Australia. That's commitment. Hey. <laughs> what time is it on your end, Dan? Uh, here it's 6 a.m. It's 6 a.m. Okay, 6 gotcha. a.m. here, yeah. And so Janine's just good, just woke it up. I'm all Janine's right. Good friend, VG and uh, Rachel, they're all awesome friends I've made online and social media, and they all that we all hang out on Twitch together and stuff as well. So, are they regular for, viewers? They're regular viewers, yeah. Yep, regular viewers, good friends. How are you finding the Twitch stuff? It's awesome to see you over there with a, with a nice, friendly community. It's fun, man. And in the pandemic, you know, one of the great silver linings of this pandemic and the lockdown was being able to um, to start Twitch streaming. And um, mm. that really gave me a lot of love and appreciation for the game that we made because I'm yeah. a campaign guy, man. I've never messed around with multiplayer, certainly not Warzone. 
uh, it was all very intimidating to me. But once, you know, that's the, the, those are the perfect games to stream. And so mm -hmm. when I started doing that, I really found an appreciation for, you know, why players love this game, the, the interactivity, mm -hmm. the way you can connect with people all around the world. And so streaming was a lot of fun, just being able to answer questions about playing this character and, you know, them watching me struggle through the multiplayer maps at first and then be terrible at Warzone. And, you know, we've all grown <laughs> together, you know, and we've all made a lot of friends and, you know, they, they give me pointers on my, you know, loadouts and stuff like that. It's really, Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's really fun, man. They've, they've really helped me, you know, ramp, ramp it up a little bit more so that I'm like a nice, steady, average player now. Yeah, you think you, you think you've gotten better over time now? You think I can confidently say that I'm an average player, Dan. So if we play, we'll be able to get a few W's? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to help the cause, but I won't hurt it greatly either. <laughs> typically where I, where, I, where I stand, I know my how place. Many, how many kills would you drop in a typical game? Oh, boy. Those typical games can look a lot different one to another, depending how sweaty it is. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm probably good for, you know, two to four in a decent yeah. game, you know, if we go deep. That's enough so. for us to get it done. Yeah, I'm That's usually, enough, you know, I, I'm pretty good in the new gulag. I was terrible in the old gulag, but the new gulag, I'm actually, my uh, my batting average is a lot higher for some reason. I don't know why. Well, it's great that, to see you play because half your co-stars don't play. I know half yeah. the people in the latest Call of Duty haven't played it either. They they typically just go and watch the cutscenes, which is which is fine, but it's good to see that you're actually getting in there and oh, it's fun, man. It a crack. Yeah, me and uh, you know Jeff Leach plays Ghost plays and and um, he's 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 a he's pretty good, monster. isn't he? he? He's good and he's yeah. a streaming monster. His stream has gotten huge. Uh, he's wildly entertaining, so it's no surprise uh, there. But yeah, he <laughs> plays. I play, but I've I've been a gamer my whole life, man. So it was yeah. it was no big deal. And I don't typically always play first person shooters. I'm more of like a fantasy RPG guy, as you can imagine from Warcraft D and D talk. Warcraft I played for like 14 years. 13 wow. years, 12 years. Yeah, I haven't played the new expansion, but I've always been a big Warcraft guy. Wow, um, you're a nerd, man. You're you're I'm, a nerd. I'm a big nerd. <laughs> you are I in the up, nerd group. I stayed up till three in the morning last night trying hard, pushing hard to finish a, a fantasy novel that I'm like in love with right now. So, What's that called? Uh, I've been reading every book that this guy, Joe Abercrombie, has ever written, and they're wow. amazing. And so I'm on to his like third different series right now um but the the first law trilogy and this whole universe he created that went eight books deep is just it's been occupying all my free time for the last two months and i'm not mad about it so when you say fantasy like lord of the Rings style or even more pushing the boundaries even further than that like yeah well i've read you know i've read them all man i've read all the witcher i've read all of game of thrones yeah witcher uh, yeah yeah, you know, I came up, I grew up on the Lord of the Rings books and uh, the D and D yep. books I was telling you about. So I don't care. You can sprinkle in magic and dragons in there if you want. I don't care if you keep it grounded to like swords and shields. Like either way, high fantasy, low fantasy doesn't matter to me as long as it's you know got that medieval flair to it. I'm I'm, I'm just a humongous nerd for stuff like that. So would you play a game like Witcher Three or Skyrim, or are they just too big and expansive for uh, you to? I actually went and downloaded all the the old Witcher games, so I haven't been able to crack them open yet. I'm very, very keen on playing Baldur's Gate 3, which is the new D&D game. Um, so I, I'm ready to pull the trigger on that. I was kind of waiting for, like, war, you know, war, war, uh, Warzone and, like, Modern Warfare to, like, peter down. and be like, okay, it's, I think it's time to switch gears. We've ridden this train for a while, but it 
it keeps sticking around and, and people still like love it and play it so much that I'm I'm hesitant to switch gears and commit more time to like an RPG to start streaming. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep letting it ride. Game of Thrones. What did you think of the final season? I had no problems with it, man. Honestly, yeah? here's the deal, man. I, I, I'm an actor, right? And I know that yeah. whether you're a director, producer, actor, writer, whatever, like no one sets out to make a bad anything, right? No, no. So I, I am not very critical when it comes to stuff like that, just because I know how effing hard and impossible. Although Game of Thrones had a massive budget. There really are no excuses for not making it the best <laughs> you possibly can. But, you know, for me, it's like, closure is good even if people aren't happy with the outcomes or the endings but also you know i don't think george r, r. martin stepped up and be like here's how it ends i haven't published the final book yet but here's how we're you know yeah. here's how it's going to be you know honor that and i think those guys would have honored that if it was provided to them but george i don't know what george r. r martin does he cranks out a book once every 10 years i'm like what are you waiting for man like you knew the end was coming on this massive series Give him, uh, give him some. What does guy. he do with his spare time? You reckon? I don't know. I, 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 he's been talking about this final Game of Thrones book coming out for years now, and I'm like, I know they're big, I've like, lost long time. books, but for for real, like, let's let's have it already, man. I'm, I'm ready for it. You've read all the books? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Are they are they true ten out of ten books? Amazing stuff, or because yeah, I haven't read them, I've only watched the show. I mean, look, Game of Thrones is one of the best television shows hands down maybe the best fantasy show for sure ever created but the yeah. books blow them out of the water i mean they're just they're they're oh they're wow unbelievable. like this world that george r. r martin built how deep it is you know i read the books and i would get called every sunday when an episode of the tv show would air because they're like hold on what house are they in they're the son of who what's their claim to the iron throne like they'd come to me for like a glossary you know encyclopedia <laughs> mind like let me run down the roster of house targaryen versus house stark versus you know the Greyjoys, et cetera, et cetera. so they always come <laughs> to me knowing i read the books because then you really have uh, to learn the names and, and everything else so yeah it was it was fun to be a resource wow how funny so in terms of modern warfare have you played through the campaign yeah, nice. I definitely have, yeah. Not on when like it first came out, or did it take you a while? Not on the veteran difficulty or anything. Let me let me just oh, be clear. I like, reckon you could do it. Come on. on the easiest the easiest mode, because I really just wanted to get through it. And I was afraid that if I had it on a hard mode, I would just never get through it and see the ending. Um, but yeah, I play I played through it when it first came out. Yeah. And what do you think when you first played through that and because you know some missions we're playing as your character, Alex. How was that? Is that a surreal experience? Or it was, you know. Um, I mean, obviously, I filmed the cinematics, so those weren't shocking. You know, it was nice to see the finished versions of it all. But um, you know, the, the cool thing is, is like you know, it's first person. You're seeing through my eyes, so um, it wasn't too surreal. Just because <clears throat> you know you're taking in everything in real time, like Alex does, so. But yeah. it was cool, man. It was, I, I got to be honest, like, I got a little choked up and teary-eyed when, you know, there was, like, the Farah goodbye scene in the chemical factory. And, uh, you know, he yes-mams and, you know, good luck, sir, and, and, and heads off through the corridor and is never seen again. So that was really a, a special moment for me, seeing that scene that we filmed uh, yeah. in real time on, on the game. So that was, that, that was cool. That was the big payoff for me. Was that your favorite scene? I, it was. I think that was the best scene. Yeah, it was. In, that one was. of the best anyway. That was a very emotional scene. It was, yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I um 
Well, well, now it's confirmed that you're you're back though. Alex is alive. Yes, yeah? he, he is. We can yeah. hear that from your mouth. He that is confirmed. Yeah, he. Um, and it was a surprise to me, you know. And again, oh, you didn't back, know. Well, going back planned. to that theme of you know they don't tell you stuff; they tell you what you need to know. Um, so, oh my god, wow! You know, I played. I played through the campaign like everyone else. We saw the uh, the factory go boom, boom, boom as they flew away in a chopper, and Alex was still inside of it. So you don't know. You didn't know the fate of Alex at the end of the campaign, and so I got a surprise call um, uh, in in 2020. You know, right around February, and then we went up in March and we did a photo shoot up in Utah for all the season four promos for Warzone, where that was Alex's big reveal that he was back. And um, he lost a leg. He's got a prosthetic leg now. And I, I went on stage and shot that cutscene with me and Ghost. And then um, I went up and did an amazing photo shoot with a bunch of former military guys at Tat Gas. And we just we, we played with all sorts of guns, weapons, outfits, a lot of the operator skins uh, that they had for Alex. You know, we, they had me in those. And um, the plate carriers and everything else, the, sh the shades and the headsets and all the real deal guns. And I was up there with Ronan uh, Tulam, who does the uh, the Ronan skin, who's a legendary yeah. soldier in his own right. So me and him did this shoot together for season four uh, wow. up in uh, Utah mountains. And it was just uh, it was an awesome experience. It's and cold it really up there. It was cold. We were we were outdoors, <laughs> you know, eight, eight hours a day. And it was it was probably about 15 degrees uh i don't know what celsius that is yeah i'm not <laughs> sure, you, I'm not sure. It's, it's cold it's below yeah. below freezing for sure so but we had a blast and i got to know those guys really well and i got to know tulam a little bit and he's a legend so it, it was a lot of fun and i was just excited to get that call because that meant alex is back and you know so surely long you were, what was your reaction when you got that call i was just excited man I, is it I like tom a, cruise in that movie yeah, no around I, the I, I, couch yeah jumping on the couch and freaking <laughs> out no it wasn't one of those um i was excited you know but i'm it was really cool to see that the audiences loved alex the gamers loved alex they loved the character um and so i had a feeling that you know look activision infinity they're not dumb right if if, if there's a character that the, the, the gamers really gravitate to like they're, they're gonna keep them going you know and they they want to do that for the the gamers and the fans and stuff so i figured with the way that people responded to alex and the feedback i was getting you know, they, they, they already had plans in place to, to keep him around. And this was all this was all the um, the long con, if you will. To, yeah, to, you know, I think they I think way. they knew. Yeah. yeah. I, think they I knew. don't think there's any accidents over there. <laughs> how about uh, the leg, the prosthetic leg? How do you how is that? Is that a aftermath of the building? Because I noticed it, he yeah. had a deer's sniper rifle, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, and that little cutscene for Warzone when they introduced him, that that uh, season four trailer, um, you know, I I kind of take out some hostiles that are that Ghost is wrestling with with a sniper rifle, uh, and then it's revealed that he has a prosthetic leg. So, you know, there's a big you don't gap. really see they don't they don't zoom in on it or anything. It's, no, it's a bit subtle. It's just there, you know. And then of yeah. course it's in, it's in all the Alex skins you can get for multiplayer in Warzone. Um, I just thought it was a really cool thing they did, man. Cause Very there's, cool. just, there's so many armed servicemen and women, not just in the US, but around the world, um, you know, who are amputees and yeah. um, have, have prosthetics. And I just thought it was amazing to be able to represent those heroes uh, in that way. So I was very, very excited, you know, to, to, to be able to, to have that, put that out there for them. It's amazing. I don't think we've ever had a Call of Duty character who was a an amputee of some kind? 
ever. Yeah, and it really. It, I mean, the, the the gamers responded so well to it. The fans responded so well. I had a lot of, you know, current and former military who who went through that. You know, or or oh really? You know, wow. Now they reached out. It was really cool. You know, just exchanging messages with people like that who you know really appreciated the um the effort you know that infinity ward and call of duty put into to have them represented so it was really i thought something really cool something very special no definitely and i i wanted to ask you as well about ghosts because a lot of people there was a time period there where everyone thought alex was ghost (laughs) yeah you would have got those messages. I'll tell you what, man. Just being yeah. new to new to the whole world. Like I, I always knew Call of Duty was a massive game and massive franchise, and it had gamers all around the world playing it. But then I went into YouTube and I started to see that, you know, like Ink Slasher or a few of the other, these other great, you know, content creators for Call of Duty. Um, you know, they're putting up videos just speculating that Alex could be Ghost, and they're getting a million views. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a whole different. This is a whole different kind of like rabid, you know, following for this game. And and I thought it was just Isn't it crazy? blown away. But, you know, Alex was ghost and then Alex is supposed to be soap. And then Alex is, I don't know, maybe Alex is far next. Like, I have no idea. Like, I can't, I can't <laughs> I keep up with it all. But the I think the current it, it one is Alex is Roach. Yeah. Roach. Yeah. Roach. Um, yeah. I don't know. But, but the really funny thing cool. is, you, yeah, you wouldn't know where they're going. <laughs> they don't tell you anything until it's the day, know. do they? I, I have no idea. They just, just can't yeah. afford any leaks at all, can no they, leaks. really? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just it, it just shows such a great passion from the fans that yeah. a video like that speculating for 10 minutes that a character could really be revealed as this character and getting a million views, it just shows how amazing – you know, these gamers and these fans are and how much they really love it and how much they really care. So it's, it was fun. It, it just, it blew my mind at first, but now I just, I find it wildly entertaining and a lot of fun. Do you rock your skin in uh, Warzone? Oh yeah. <laughs> how could I not? Barry said he did. Yeah. Oh, uh, Barry's got it, man, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I have, um, I have all the Alex skins and I just, you know, I randomly assign them every match. So it just goes through all the ones that I've collected and, you know, I, I rock a different Alex every time I drop in. So you don't have them all yet? I do have them all, yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. I um, How how was it, it to shoot that final scene, that heroic ending scene? Uh, with Farah, you're talking about, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It was Is that like Because I want to know, what? how many takes would you typically do for each cut scene? Um. I mean, it just, it depends. Um, there could be technical tweaks and adjustments. There could be, you know, stuff that the the animators who are who are watching it um, need need to come in and, and fix and stuff like that. But uh, we had a great cast, man, and I, I think mm. they hired a really good cast of talented actors who brought their A game and brought out the best in each other. You know, I know that a lot of the con, a lot of the storylines are heavy. You know, it's modern warfare; it ain't pretty. You know, but mm. we had the best time. And, you know, when it was time to turn on the grim, serious stuff and, and, and get into the high stakes world of modern warfare, you know, we, we, we brought it. But uh, outside of that, it was a love fest, man. We had a blast, a lot of laughs. Uh, Claudia mm-hmm. DeMitt played Farah, and I just thought she was absolutely incredible. Um, she really, really is amazing. And she was an awesome scene partner. She's, I thought she she's Australian, man. Come on. She what was. do you expect? She's Australian. What do you she's expect? She's Australian. Uh, she definitely <laughs> is. 
and has that humor and that sensibility. She's a, she's uh, a hoop man. She's she's a, she's a lovely person and, and very funny. We had a great time, and you know, I I film most of my stuff with Claudia. You know, yeah. to the the Alex and Farah storyline. So, you know, we shot that, and um, it was cool just to see the reaction of the crew's face, Taylor's face. He just said that was magical, man, and and everybody knew that like wow. they had something special there. It was really cool to see that visceral reaction and stuff like that. So that was that was fun. But you know, we probably should, you know five six takes something like that. Yeah, you know, okay. It's cool. They didn't they didn't overshoot it, man. It was a, it's more about the prep and getting in all the gear and having that rehearsal day. But then once you're on set, you know, we'll we'll get it in five, six, seven takes. Depending That's right. On You've already rehearsed it, haven't you? So you're already pretty yeah. much nailing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the, the talent, I can't speak enough about the whole cast. It's just super talented and and really prepared and and um, you know a lot of those actors really weren't familiar with guns or the military anything they hadn't done any movie like that so they were but they were just eager you can tell when someone's eager to learn we had navy seal consultants and they were all even mm. if they didn't you know know like barry knew he did a series like that i i'm pretty knowledgeable because of the sniper movies i do but a lot of them had no idea you know what an ak was and how to hold it properly really? whatever. yeah wow. so they they really uh, but instead of just winging it and, and being lazy about it, they were very eager. They 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 consult. They talked to the consultants. They they wanted to get it right. You know, they had a, they cared about these characters and they they had passion for this game and this story. That was just amazing to see because you don't you don't always get that on a set. You know, with with an actor who who doesn't know something, they they could have an ego and they could they could wing it. You know, and and then the quality suffers. But they were that wasn't the case at all with our cast. There were there were gamers for sure. Hundred percent. You mentioned that it's. Not a not a pretty game. What did you think of those some of those confronting scenes, like the interrogation <laughs> scene with the butcher and Farrah's, um, mm. you know, origin story? Some of those scenes. Yeah, Farrah's origin story in particular was, I mean, that's just kind of crazy, right? That's just brutal. <laughs> um, and just you know, the child actors coming in and and playing Farah and Hadir in in the camp, the Russian camp, you know, prisoners. Um, the torture scene where she's getting, you know, waterboarded basically and stuff like that. You know, I, I thought it was a brave choice. You know, they didn't pull any punches. And, no. you know, I know it's it's oh, easy yeah. to just, you know, pick up a game like this and run around, you know, cranking bullets everywhere and whatever else. But I thought it was really cool for them to do a campaign that reminded you like, hey, you, you know, you know, this is a video game and you're going to have fun just, you know, putting bunch of holes in people but just remember like this is not a pretty thing this is not a nice thing this thing happens around the world all the time it was nice to kind of have something to ground people in and then let them go off and play and, and you know put that out of their mind and just have fun shooting some guns and whatever else you know with no real consequence so but i thought it was cool i thought a lot did of you see the ch child actors there were you on set those days uh they had they had some younger kids come in and play um uh yeah. farah and hydeer you know and Again, that was mostly to capture, you know, some of the um, the dialogue Movement. and you know the emotional stuff. Oh, they didn't okay, have the yeah. kids running around with fake knives or anything like that. Yeah, like, I was going to say, all yeah, stunt yeah. performers do things like that, but um, <laughs> they just got amazing talent. You know, uh, uh, Stefan, and I'm going to butcher his last name, Cupchick. Uh, oh man, I'm sorry, Stefan, if you're watching. <laughs> um, he came in and played Nikolai, which is you know kind of great comic relief, a wild card character. He's he was super talented. Yeah. Um, you know, Sergeant Sergeant Griggs came on and LaMonica Garrett did that. I mean, we just had an amazing cast. Deborah Wilson, Riot Kilstead, like they're just amazing, amazing actors. And I think the campaign stands out as one of the best just because of the talent um, 
that uh, that they got for these roles. Ghost Hunter says, Dan, can you ask him to say yes, ma'am? <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Ghost Hunter. Yes, ma'am. And you there it is, it folks. You switch it on pretty easy. The mustache-free yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the mustache, actually. Yeah. yeah Did you have my... to grow that thing? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That was not mine, my friend. They were very generous to give me a <laughs> handsome Tom Selleck quickly down under stash. <laughs> a, little, a little nod to Australia. <clears throat> Collier says, are Alex and Farah romantic, do you think, Chad? <laughs> um, I've seen a lot of interesting fan art that yeah, so they are. <clears throat> but Very I don't – I don't know. I mean, honestly, they they came together with a singular focus and vision to free her people and to end a conflict. So very little time for romance in there. Um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that something didn't light a spark, but, you know, he never got to see peacetime with them. So it was not Mm -hmm. something that they could ever really explore. Right. So I don't know. You know, I really um, I I have no information to, uh, to tell you in different circumstances, maybe. But it was what it was, and I'm I'm kind of glad that they didn't touch it that it's way. Me too, actually. Me too. The I have to I have to mention the sequel. I know you you can't say anything, or you might not even know much. But what are <laughs> you, what, what, what are your hopes for the sequel? I'll ask <laughs> it's that. Better to assume that I know nothing, man. Uh, <laughs> true, in true Game of Thrones fashion, I am Jon Snow. I know nothing, <laughs> pretty much all the time. Hey, he was um, in Call of Duty, you know, Kid Harrington. He did. He played the the yeah. bad guy in uh, Infinity Warfare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of a sequel, man, I I really don't know. You know, I I think the pandemic really threw a lot of things off. Obviously, for a lot of TV film, you know, TV shows, films, video games, this this that whatever. Um, you know, I I think you know, I know a lot of players have complaints about you know Cold War and Black Ops and whatever else, but I think what people don't understand and maybe they just don't care because it still cost them sixty bucks, right? Those guys put out a video game during a worldwide pandemic. That's not easy to do. You know, there was no actors going to mocap stages. They had none of that stuff at their ready. You know, they're they're recording actors remotely. And it's like, how do you do that? How do you put scenes together? Like that's hard work. So I applaud those guys just for for getting a game out there mostly on time, just because these are crazy, unprecedented circumstances. And the last year of these games is the hardest year for everybody. Um so I, I don't know what's up next. I don't know when we'll come back to the fold. I hope I, I just hope that we do eventually, and I hope that Alex is is welcome back to the table and uh, the one the task force one four one table. So I really I really do hope that we can and, and do it sooner than later. It was an amazing experience. And I really I'm really too uh, eager to strap back in as Alex for sure. Is Alex a part of Task One? Is that confirmed or not? I don't know. Yeah, I hear the term bandied out about. I mean, there was a trailer for Warzone that came out that kind of had the whole gang. I don't know if they're all on Task Force That's One. That's right. One. Okay. I'm I, I, yeah, I'd probably presume you were. I would but, hope he makes um, the cut. Yeah. That's going to be an amazing game when that comes out. Um, that's the thing. It, it Technically, it should come out in 2022. Right. So technically, you should be gearing up soon to start acting <laughs> there is a pandemic and because I, I no, you did the when did you shoot for modern warfare 2019 2018 yeah 2018 into yeah. 2019 what what date uh, did you start yeah. do you remember what month 
Um, I think I was doing my first like scans and stuff like that. June, July, maybe August. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Blur Studios with Activision. Um, and that was like, I think 2000. Oh my God. 17 into eight. Nah, I don't know. I've lost track of the years, man. But I, I, I was a part of the project for like a year and a half before it finally dropped. So yeah, I guess you could say 2018. It came out at the end of 2019. Yeah. So about a year and a half total um, in there. Yeah. So technically it should start this year, but fingers crossed. Um and I'm also curious to see the the chemistry between you and Ghost or and Jeff. I think that'll be a cool dynamic as well. That will be fun, especially that after that really cutscene. And you'll be doing more Warzone stuff as well, won't you, in the coming year? Because there's always stuff for that going on. Would you have done any? Have you done any recording for that at home or anything? No. Yeah, we. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that. Um cutscene um that wrapped up uh the season and the storyline of her dance where you know captain yeah, yeah, yeah. arms the bomb i think i have like one or two lines but we did that remotely you know we got on we got on a zoom and because it's all radio chatter you know and and, and talking in just the with your equipment that was fine yeah so we just did it yeah. over uh, a zoom with a mic i had here and and, and whatever else so unfortunately oh, i could yeah i couldn't see my friends on the stage but it was still yeah. cool to see uh the people at infinity ward and uh lay some more tracks down for Alex. And that's the other part, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of the interview, there's that really great YouTube video of all the voiceover lines for oh, Alex. Oh man, that's, and that's exhausting. Yeah, so, I, you know, you, I, <laughs> so after we did all the actual filming process, the motion capture stuff, you know, we would come in and we'd have massive spreadsheets on a television and we would just wow. take them line by line, dude, because it's all the battle chatter, you know, you need to fill in the blanks with any possible scenario that you could find yourself in, whether you're under fire or you're casually. But imagine talking. being the audio guy yeah. working on this game. Oh, he was great, Dave. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Fun, but that's man. yeah, it's a lot to wrangle, you know. And you just—that's the thing about video games. You have to cover every possibility. You want the players to stay immersed, so you have to cover every possibility during filming that a player can yeah. get up to, you know. So that's that's that was a lot of fun just doing the straight voiceover stuff. But imagine the files, the number of files for each character under each folder, under each, you know, <laughs> it's just I, crazy. I'm not interested in that, but God bless the people that are. <laughs> <clears throat> there must be a lot of um, sound and audio for the final game, like implementing, yeah. I'm guessing. Did you ever meet any of the devs or anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went to yeah. um, Infinity War headquarters, which is only, you know, a half mile away from where we filmed in the mocap stage. Uh, Joel Emsley and and uh, oh my, I met so many. I mean, there's just it, it, unbelievable amount of people on these teams, you know. And and I've forgotten more names than I can remember, but just incredible. I we got the whole tour. We went through all the different departments. And we just saw the amazing stuff they were individually putting together. I mean, there's vehicle specialists. There's the gun specialists. There's you know the character development specialists. Like they have different departments for all this. Like no stone is left unturned, which is why the game looks so beautiful and amazing. Uh, the attention to details was just mind blowing, you know, going and meeting these talented artists and developers. So yeah, I got, I got pretty friendly with a lot of them and they were really, really well, gracious, good. you know, taking us around the headquarters and giving us the proper tour and stuff. How many people do you think were in that building? They had two floors of a massive corporate building. Um, wow. so I think you're, you're, you're talking about Hundreds. several, several hundred just there, but then I know that they also outsource stuff here. Outsource, they work yeah. with Blue Blur Studios. Activision has their fingers in this as well, obviously. 
So, I mean, it's just thousands of people at the end of the day that it takes to get these games, you know, three, three plus years, thousands of people, um, you know, probably a hundred million, $150 million just to, to, to make it physically. And they make it back in the first 24 hours. Well, they're lucky, you know, and that's, that's, (laughs) that's the magic of call of duty is that they do, but you know, there's a lot of video games that crank a lot of money into these things that they don't get out of return. And, and um, you know, that's, that's brutal, but to make a good game, a game that, um, players are happy with, but is a is a critical success, a commercial success. It just looks beautiful, you know. That's it. it takes money to do that. Oh, and, the uh, game! I it was just very expense. So happy that it turned out so well. Yeah. Just the attention to detail in that game, like some of the missions and the mm-hmm. level of detail that you wouldn't even half half the people playing won't even pick up some of the right. details. But that that helps create the immersion. Oh, big it's time! It's just it's unbelievable. Even the sound. The sound on the headset playing through, yeah, just, just crazy what they can do, isn't it? It's, it's. I mean, yeah, Sarah Schachter who did the sound. Uh, oh, what a soundtrack! Was, uh, oh man, she what was, a soundtrack! She's the phenomenal. sound department blew me away. You know, she, she's it, it be more impressed. Talent. You know, the sound just blew me away in this game, and oh. I just remember doing that scene where me and Far are talking on a rooftop, you know, and the sun is starting to set, and it's me and her, and you know, we're passing a hand rolled cigarette back and forth. And just like from the start of the scene to this finish of the scene, the way the sun and the lights and the angles just changed over that like two, three minutes, like that just blew my mind. You know, these, these, it, it was just felt so cinematic, truly cinematic, like a, like a high end film. And, um, you know, Blur Studios worked hand in hand with them and Blur Studios, you know, they're doing VFX for like Avengers movies, you know, so they were really all in on making this one of the most beautiful games they ever made. And I, I think they, they hit the target for sure. Axe Wilder says Sarah's pretty awesome. Her work on Infinite Warfare was out of this world. Yeah. Yeah, she's also done Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. uh, Origins, and Valhalla. Valhalla, yeah. Like, everything she touches is right. unbelievable. She's a real talent. Does Chad prefer the look of Alex in the campaign or the look in multiplayer Warzone? That's from <laughs> Alexander. I got to be honest, that's one of the biggest... Uh, I wouldn't call it a gripe. We'll call it a request. Uh, we'll be more <laughs> polite about it. Uh, people want that Alex campaign skin bad. <laughs> they, they want do, don't they? Run around they really do. In multiplayer Warzone. And I, I, I was hoping that Infinity Ward, that the Activision would give it to them. Um, it hasn't happened yet, but I hold out hope that they, 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 they will. So I'm glad he's got new looks, different looks, and whatever else. But people really want that. I mean, I just, they put together an amazing costume you know, for, for Alex in the campaign. I just, his look was, was, was fantastic. I was, I was blown away by it. So I understand why people would love to have that as part of their collection for, for multiplayer. What do you love most about playing Warzone? Does it feel weird to hear your voice? At this point? No. At first it was a little (laughs) weird because I was constantly getting myself killed. Right. So you just see dead Alex's everywhere, (laughs) all over the battlefield. I'm like, that's, that's a little morbid. Um, but not, not anymore, man. It's really, I, I don't even pay any attention to it. In fact, because I stream so much, you know, we've got, you know, we're on discord or the battle battle chat with my squad. So I don't always hear like the call outs and the stuff of, of my own voice. Yeah. You're so, more interested uh, in the game. Yeah. It's all faded more into the background for me with that sort of stuff, but people are still, you know, get a kick out of hearing me say things in real time. And then hear like a voice line kick off <laughs> as well on the side. So <laughs> It's, uh, Do people realize it's you when they come into the stream? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't make any, you know, secrets about it that, that I play this actor and that I'm streaming Warzone and stuff like that. But, um, you know, every once in a while I'll play with some friends and they'll bring a friend in and they don't know who I am. And, um, you know, they'll just be kind of like, they'll, they'll think something's up and then, uh, you know, we kind of reveal it to them. So it's always a fun surprise for them and stuff like that. They're actually playing <laughs> with Alex while they hear Alex talking in the game and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, yeah most people have a pretty mild reaction to it it's uh it's not like i'm chris hemsworth uh over here voicing thor and they're like oh my god it's the real thor so but it, it, it's charming and it's really fun you watch the you like the marvel movies big oh, fan yeah. or i grew up on uh marvel comics so big time fan of all, all the the mcu as they say so so you prefer mcu over dc because i'm a dc guy personally I mean, I, I have I like DC, and I I've yeah. always read DC as well. But Marvel was always, yeah. You know, I grew up with Punisher, Wolverine, X Men, Spider Man, and it's I did just see that, that, that photo of that cosplay yeah. of Wolverine. I think you could play the next Wolverine. <laughs> uh, tough I think I'm task. the poorest. I'm the poorest Hugh Jackman. Uh, poorest Hugh Jackman ever, but you know for sure. I mean, I feel sorry for whoever's got to take that off him because he's he is Wolverine, isn't he? I'm still kind of upset that he didn't get an Oscar nomination for Logan because that was. They just they don't care comic. about. They I know don't they care don't. about us, do they? The Oscars, they no. just don't care about us comic book fans. Because I I thought the Dark Knight deserved a nomination you know, <laughs> for for best picture. Uh, they're they're just it's. You know, our, our ultimate revenge is just how successful these movies are and how many more keep coming out. Yeah, exactly. Who needs trinkets and trophies when you're, you know, you're, you're seeing your childhood heroes on screen left and right all the time now, and that's that's the big win. And uh, it's we're, we're, we're in a golden age of geek, my friend, and I couldn't be happier. What movie are you looking forward to this year? For me, it's got to be June, I reckon. What is it? June. June? I don't June. know what that is. Dune. What is that's oh, Dune. Tim, yeah. Dune, yeah. Yeah. Dune. Um, I, I've, I've read three of the Dune books recently, actually, so I actually look forward to seeing that. Um, I don't know, man. I feel so disconnected from the real world in terms of TV <laughs> and film that I, I haven't been... I've been playing D&D and Warzone way more than watching <laughs> TV and film, and I know it's gone the reverse for a lot of people during the pandemic, just watching yeah. endless TV and film, but I've, I dove into video games, man, and, and, and D&D games. So. so you're not watching anything at the moment? I don't think so. I'll probably give WandaVision a try. I just finished yeah. The Mandalorian. Um, oh, that's a great show, yeah. Yeah, Mandalorian's good. But, I, you know, I watch The Boys. I watch um, – there's a bunch of other ones uh, that I love. Umbrella Academy. You know, these are all comics that I love as well. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just – I'm a nerd through and through. You, you are content. a nerd. Yeah. You could be worse than me. <laughs> Maybe. We'll have to chat on the side and see what's going on. I, I, I'm going to compare my action figure Funko collection to yours back there. Maybe yeah, I, I had a big collection of um, pop vinyls, and then I got rid of them, and now I'm back into it again. So yeah, you got a few, don't you? I think what what's been really fun, and I actually do a little show and tell because it's within arm's reach. But um, Janine, who's in the chat here, she had this custom made. Because oh, they didn't really do a lot of merchandise. Oh, nice. Yeah. They That's didn't do awesome. Alex's merchandise. And we had a couple of like Lego uh, uh, Lego creators kind of do some um, Echo That's 3 awesome. scans as well. So, unfortunately, since, you know, Activision didn't put out kind of like a merchandise line, you know, the fans have been absolutely incredible in creating their own for me. So, it's really been uh, a, lot, a lot of fun to have 
a little collection growing. Yeah, we need the modern like- warfare. Uh, we need the task force pop vinyl. I'll, I'll get all of them for sure. I'll tell you what, I, I, I have heard that so many times that I actually emailed, oh. you know, Infinity War, and I'm like, hey, I'm just saying, like, I, if you guys put this out there, I'm pretty sure, you know, you, you do well. And oh, yeah. Fortunately, I mean, when you're dealing with huge companies, you know, Infinity War is just a developer, right? And they're, they're the studio. But, you know, Activision is is the owner and, and um, you know, they decide what they license and market and what they put out there and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think that uh, I think that they missed an opportunity because these I characters think- from Modern Warfare in particular resonated so much with fans and gamers. that I don't think they were even ready for or expecting. But, you know, I was hoping they'd put some stuff out there for people to get and uh, but they haven't. But at least I got mine. I ain't mad about it. That's awesome. How many do you have? Um, I've got two of the Lego things. Uh, I've got the 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 funk the the Funko here. Um, but there's been amazing art, dude, and, yeah. and just like Rachel, who's in the chat, does amazing, um, you know, hand drawn art, and she's done some really amazing pieces of Alex Echo Three One. I mean, fans send me stuff all the time, whether they're doodles or really high end digital illustrations. It's it's been awesome man it's really been very flattering and very cool just to see how much uh alex has resonated with with so many of the call of duty players and it's just it's such a nice thing to to wake up and see some kind of like original piece of art that somebody did because they oh yeah it's flattering isn't it so cool man so cool never gets old ghost ghost hunter says does farrah play warzone and if so do you play together I don't. I don't think she does. <laughs> she doesn't, man. Yeah, I mean, me and me and Jeff are, are the only ones that I know that play. Um, really, in terms of like some of the main characters in the game, and you know, it's uh, it, it, these are not easy games to just like pick up and be good at, right? So I imagine if if even if they tried, it'd be a very infuriating first two That's hours. The thing I've had, I've had yeah. fourteen years experience. You know, when right. you think about it, you don't. But you know. I I just the other day I was thinking, wow, I've been playing this series since right two thousand six or whatever it was. So it's not, it's yeah, it's It's, for people just starting. Yeah, man, it's not, it's not easy to do. I mean, you know, I've played video games in my entire life. I've played first person shooters before. I'm not the the best at them, but I figured like, okay, how hard can it be? And I was just getting lit up, dude. Like it was. It was like infuriating how I just could not even just stay alive for longer than five seconds. And I'm like, wow, you really have got to put in the hours to be good at this game. And um, I, I think that that's on one hand awesome. And on the other hand, like maybe a bit of a deterrent for people picking it up for the first time. We've got plenty more questions here if you don't. Is, do you need Fire to away. be anywhere, mate? We're all good? No, man. Let's keep going. Um, Alexander says, I don't know if it's been asked, but Chad, what's your favorite operator that's not you (laughs) oh man um gosh let's just hope that none of my co-stars are listening um i i love i love what they did with the ghost skins i just thought that was incredible um really really cool stuff obviously when captain price dropped that was fantastic you know he's just such he's the leader you know and just with a cigar and like such a distinct personality but i don't know i'm gonna go with farah when they dropped Farah, I was most excited um, just because I've got a special place you for got a special Bobby bond, and Farah, yeah. you know, since we, we had that experience filming together for so long. So seeing Farah run around the battlefield. And I think one of the coolest thing is, 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 you know, really getting to, getting to know and get to hang and getting to play with a lot of the girl gamers. 
Um, yeah. you know, they get, they get griefed a lot, you know, unfairly oh, so yeah. in Call of Duty. You know, the, I mean, people talk a lot of crap in Call of Duty in general, but it's nice to kind of elevate and support girl gamers. And I mean, there's, you know, Dahlia, some of them might be in the chat, you know, these, they're unbelievable players. And it's really cool to see them running around with Farah and, and like the Alexandra Mara skins and stuff like that. I really think it's just cool for them to be represented and to have, you know, something like that to uh to, to play as yeah well back in the day there was no women operators or anything of that right. nature it was just yeah. you just had no choice so mm-hmm. it's great to see some diversity now my my favorite probably be helen park besides besides yourself and and go um right and uh captain price <laughs> <laughs> he needs to say that everyone yeah i need to say that because he's here <laughs> james spencer says looking forward to talk are you looking forward to taking on the challenge of playing an amputee? I mean, yeah, I really, um, you know, obviously I, in, in real life, I'm very fortunate that I'm, I'm not, you know, in, in real life. So, you know, a lot of that stuff is added in digitally later, uh, mm-hmm. of course, but I, I, I really look forward to, you know, if we can get back into another modern warfare game, another campaign, um, I really want to be able to talk to people, you know, consultants and see like, okay, what changes? How does my movement change? You know, I want to be really conscious and really aware and, and try to put that into the character a little bit more, have a lot of great conversations with with people who are living with that or have gone through it and really see if I can't find unique special ways to to honor them, you know, by infusing that into the character. So I think that'll be a really fun opportunity. Obviously, I didn't get to do very much. Um you know, I only shot the trailer where he stands up after sniping, you know, and, and the and the trailer for Warzone season four. So I didn't I haven't been able to really, you know, There's try that leg on for size yeah. as an actor. So hopefully that that opportunity comes around the corner. Collier says it's four thirty AM here, Mr. Allen in my city. I've stayed up all night. Love your stuff. Good to see Chad here. Thanks so much, mate. Thank you for staying up uh, with us. 4.30 a.m., wow, that's... Some dedication. That is something I don't think I could do. <laughs> sure you could. Dan, you should make an Alex and Farrah romance video. Mm. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, I know, what I, I know what I want to ask you. Sniper movies. Oh, I haven't seen them all, but talk me through that. What a What a life-changing role that was to land that first movie. Uh, in more ways than one, man. Um, yeah. I, I was just, I moved to LA, you know, I was a journalism major. I was working, doing public relations in the entertainment really? industry. Yeah. Acting came way secondary. I never acted a day in my life when I moved to LA. Wow. And, um, I just kind of fell into it because I was working in the industry, but I was very casual about it, you know? And, um, when this first sniper movie opportunity came up, I think it was like 2010, um i was really grateful i got to work with billy zane you know i grew up mm-hmm. watching the original sniper movie when i was younger uh big fan of tom Berenger's, obviously so you know 2010 you know next thing you know, i'm on a plane in south africa running around playing a gi joe type character and and that that was that was the switch man like from that point on i was like yeah, acting is something i'm gonna go all in on and just see where it takes me so it, it really, truly was life-changing in a lot of ways. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's insane to think about 10 years later, we've done five of these sniper wow. films and uh, they just seem to get bigger and better and, and be more and more fun. 
and uh, hopefully we got another one coming soon for everybody. Yeah, it's it's not it's still going. Yeah, there's still going to be more. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Wow, and it must be it must be good as well, just quietly that you've got the recurring work. You know that like over the last ten yeah. years anyway. It's it's good to know that that there's always, always a, another one. It's always a you welcome I mean? call. You know, like, hey, you yeah. available in the next three months to uh, go and do a movie? Like, you bet I am. Uh, it's it's a nice <laughs> thing. It's it's a rare thing for an actor to have something that they can kind of, you know, go back to. Um, an actor's life is very up and down in terms of, you know, you're oh, living, yeah. literally living job to job, gig to gig, hand to mouth sometimes. So Sniper's been very good for me, very good to me in terms of coming back around every couple of years to to have another Brandon Beckett role to, to play. Are they... um? They do quite well commercially because it's it's they don't play in theaters, do they? They're direct VOD. You know, that's the, yeah, Sony's business business model is really to um, you know keep the budget as low as possible. Um, yeah, obviously, and uh, really, what are they, the budgets usually? Sorry to cut you off. They do uh, a year. I don't ever know what the final budget is, but let's just say it's well below a, a Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's well above uh, a schlocky horror movie. So, um, like in the five mil range. I mean, I would estimate lower. Um, Two mil. I, you're probably in the ballpark. Although, okay. again, I'm not uh, an accountant, so I don't know what the final number is. But yeah, yeah, no, no. Let's just say we we really make the most of what little we have and make <laughs> yeah. them. We always try to make them feel a lot bigger than than what they are, you know, not that critics always care. Critics, critics judge every movie as if they have 50 to a hundred million dollars, which is just makes me laugh. <laughs> you know, it's, their, it's like they're judging our movie, but against like American sniper. And it's just like, I mean, one had dollars, uh, one barely broke, you know, seven digits, you know, it's just, so it, it we, makes uh, a difference. It really does. Oh God. It, it makes I, a uh, difference. You can't stuff deny you can it. do when you have yeah. more money is, is, is incredible. And, um, yeah. So, you know, hopefully we, we get to do more, but you know, to answer your question, we're, we're doing better and better domestically with every single movie. More and more people are really, wow. That's great. In the, in the U S but, um, really international is where these movies take off. And I just, yeah, I get shocked. I mean, a, like a sniper movie from three or four years ago, you know, I was getting blown up all year long, like number one in India, number one in Mexico, number one on like Netflix and whatever else. So they make the rounds all over the world and people just seem to love them. So we really um, are appreciative of our international fans. And, and um, you know, we love to see them do well in the States, but like really internationally is where people, you know, yeah. fall in love with these movies, which is really cool. Yeah. They're on Netflix in a bunch of countries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I never know when or where I, I you know, usually it's so confusing. A screenshot. It? Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Like it's, it's in the <laughs> Philippines, you know, <laughs> check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So there is another one coming. That's awesome. That's the plan is to keep going. You know, I haven't heard anything otherwise. So we uh, hopefully we'll have another one spin it up soon and, and out for everybody to enjoy. Do you do your own stunts in that? Uh, almost all of them, you know, really as wow. many as they'll, they'll let me do. Um, the last one we did sniper assassin's end had some, really great epic fight scenes um we did a lot of choreography work training off to the side uh yeah. while we were filming to um to get those right very complicated sequences a little bit of mma a lot of martial arts stuff you know stuff that involved weapons and everything else too and of course the falls and um you know i was mostly taking punches 
uh, in that movie. So <laughs> that's, taking a punch as a stunt is actually harder to do than throwing a punch. So uh, I had my work. Did you ever get knocked? Or oh, that pretty good? Knocked. Oh, I've been knocked. Yeah. Oh, I've really? Knocked. I've been knocked by some big, strong dudes. Ooh. Sure. Yeah, I almost. And one of the sniper movies, actually, I almost, I almost went down hard. Uh, I had a big stunt guy. <laughs> who, um, you know, it was supposed to be a left hook coming over the head, you know, and I duck and then I work the body, you know, as a counter. Yeah. And he came a little low with his hook and he caught me across the temple in my head. And this guy was probably 250 pounds. He's a big dude, nicest guy in the world. And, it, you know, you do stunts and some of them go wrong, no matter how many, you, how much you practice, you can slip on something and, and, and you just, or you just mess your footwork up a little bit and people are getting hit in the face. And, he helped, he caught me so hard. I was able to finish out the scene, but I was a little wobbly afterwards. And he was he was so apologetic. <laughs> but um, you know, I've had pool pool sticks broken over my back and missing the plate that's in my back and hit me across flush across the Ooh. neck and head. And Ooh. it just happens. Ouch. On a long enough timeline, you're gonna have screw ups. You know, you're gonna get punched in the face. You're gonna battle wounds. I've had my tooth tooth front tooth chipped on a stunt gone wrong on a TV show and had to get you know, part of my tooth replaced and, um, you know, smashed in the face with the wrong end of a gun, butt on accident by another actor and have a scar across my upper lip from that. <laughs> Happy to keep my teeth on that one though. So, yeah. but yeah, you know, I, I, I love doing them. I love doing the physical stuff. I think it's great. I would never pass up opportunity to do my own fights and stunts, but, um, you know, we'll see as I get older. It's a young man's game, and uh, you know. Well, I, I couldn't believe you were forty, man. I, I'm actually still in shock. <laughs> well, I, I know you love your essential oils, but like, what's the secret? <laughs> what's the secret, man? <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I, I just don't even think of age, man. I really just. Obviously, you look it thirty. Just, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't occur to me. You know, when I go to the doctor's office for an appointment, they ask for my age and I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess I am that age. I don't know. I don't know. It just does not occur to me. You know, I have, I guess with, with age comes wisdom, you know, and experience, but I've always had kind of like a childlike enthusiasm about life in general. So I just lean into that, but I don't yeah. know, man, I, I keep my diet pretty, pretty tight. I don't have too many vices or, or bad habits. I, you know, I try to stay shape in good shape so that if, a film calls. I could be on that plane tomorrow, ready to rock. And um, it's just who I am and, and what I do. So I guess that all factors into it. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll keep we'll keep doing the stunts as long as we can and and uh, and avoid the horrific injuries. How did you get into those essential oils? Because my girlfriend is the same as oh, you, yeah. where all the toxins in the house mm -hmm. got removed and everything was replaced with natural stuff. Oh yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, it's been awesome. It's a man. cult. I, I reckon it's a, it's a cult. <laughs> but the best kind. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The best kind. Right? Uh, yeah. we, my sister-in-law actually, um, is very, very much into them and, and, um, I've always appreciated them over the years, but she's very much, you know, she has a family, she has young kids, my nephews and nieces. And, and so she was very keen, uh, to, like you said, you just get chemicals, you, as, as, as many toxins as you can eliminate, do it, you know, whether it's cleaning products yeah. or this, that, whatever. So really, um, you know, we talked a lot about it and I just kind of found what was out there and I was blown away. It's like, I slipped out my laundry detergent, my toothpaste, everything is like slipped out for just plants, you know, and that's, if you can do that, you know, that's, that's the key to kind of lo to, to longevity really. I've done everything except toothpaste. You think I should switch? I mean, I I love it. I just used it this morning, man. I think yeah. you should give it a try. 
Talk to your yeah, girl. Yeah, I might have to. Get some, get I might some, have to. Get some on you. Um, <laughs> Commander Kez says, sexy man. I think he's talking about me. Sorry. Probably. Uh, chat. I wouldn't be. <laughs> uh, James says, tips on advice for surviving lockdown, Chad. How do you keep motivated and sane? Um, I don't know, man. I really, I, I, I'm pretty fortunate to live in LA, right? So I can go out for a hike, although they did temporarily close hiking trails, which made no sense to me. Um, you know, I can get outdoors. I can get the sunshine on me. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like if the lockdown taught us anything, it's, it's just, it taught us who we really are. You know, it taught us, you know, who are you, you know, what, what are you into? What are you about? You know, when we take the job away, when we take your free time away, when we we force you to be with you and only you by yourself, no other people, you know, what are the thoughts come up? You know, what are you what are you made of? What do you what do you love? What's important to you when you have things taken away in your life? You know, what what do you really miss? And um, I think that that was a really great time for self-reflection. I think that people could really you know, if they lost one job because of a pandemic, maybe they doubled down on becoming a full-time streamer or pursuing something they've always wanted to do because that option was taken away. And I've seen a lot of people do it. You know, I saw a lot of people lose their jobs. They, they started turning to streaming, to content creating, um, just switching gears on a career path that they normally, you know, if, if things were normal, they wouldn't probably never had the courage to do. You know, there would be too many risks involved. So, um, mm. I don't know. In terms of staying sane, it's just I think you got to find out what makes you happiest. You got to go 110% lean into that hard. You know, you got to follow your bliss. You know, we're we're here to live this life and to be happy. And and you know, people people need to stop drinking the Kool Aid of like this is what you should do and what do I want to do and start asking those questions and and really be be brave enough to put one foot in front of the other and get there. You know, and I I think that if I can do it, anyone can. Really, quite honestly, and. I'm uh, always like to 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 lend an uplifting voice, you know, to to that because I'm a kid from this town of two thousand people, and now I'm an actor who's lucky enough to be in a Call of Duty game and and sniper movies all around the world. And like I said, if anybody can do it, it's 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 you can for sure because it happened to me. Great answer, Mars D says. Can you ask Chat to say meet your maker? <laughs> Oh boy, we're getting into the uh, the battle chatter, the kills. Um, I'll give you two. I'll give you meet your maker, and then I'll give you my favorite. Ooh! Uh, all right, meet your maker, and then my favorite is humble pie asshole. <laughs> that one trigger. I learned that that one triggers when someone shoots you, and then you actually shoot them back and kill them. Uh, and I'm like, because I get shot a lot. So I hear humble pie asshole a ton if I'm lucky because that means I actually won the, the firefight, which is not happening. Uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> uh, VJ, VG says, Dan, can you inform Chad I'll be making some art for him later? Ooh. Oh, VG, she's so lovely. She comes uh, on streams. We played some games together. Um, yeah, dude, there's so many talented artists out there. It's, it blows it's crazy, my isn't it? Up they come up with. It's really, really cool. I'll ask you a few more before I let you go, mate. Again, thank you so much for your time. I'd like to ask, I know you haven't been watching too many movies, but can you give us some of your favorites, some of your favorite directors, actors? Uh, yeah, that's easy. All-time favorite movie is Braveheart, followed uh, closely Ooh. by Fight Club. Oh, uh, yeah. 
which I absolutely oh, yeah. love. Uh, I got to watch that in cinemas uh, recently. That was oh awesome. really? Oh, yeah, so fun, man. I've just rewatched it myself, and it just it just holds up. Like it's just so. It's Fight Club is a message for our modern times about yeah. consumerism, capitalism. It's just it's just it's a it's a dark comedy, a satire, and it's just it just holds up, man. I remember reading that book and be like, this is incredible. <laughs> yeah, uh, Finch, but is, I, Finch I, is a master. What's that? David Finch is a master. He is he? a master, but you know, and and Seven and Fight Club and that whole run he had, and he still does. Gone girl, yeah. But I, I I love Braveheart. I love Fight Club. I um obviously big fans of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, those movies. I I uh, you know Battlestar Galactica, The Shield, Alias. Those are some of my favorite TV shows ever. Oh. Um, I can't even name my favorite TV shows in a modern age because there's so many damn good ones. Like I really isn't there hands. I mean, I mean, I love Game of Thrones. Um, I just Do you ever I watch Breaking Bad? Oh, I love Breaking. Yeah, Breaking Bad's phenomenal. Um, mm. That's just one of the all-time best shows ever made, hands down. Period. But you know, I love I love everything from Ozark to, um, like I said, Umbrella Academy, The Boys. Um, Have you ever seen Band of Brothers? Oh, dude, that's what actually got me into my first acting class. Um, oh, wow. I was watching Band of Brothers for like a second or third time because I love that series so much. Oh, yeah. And, and it just kind of coincided with, you know, me being in my mid-20s and a, a talent manager had asked me if I'd ever taken an acting class. And they're like, you, you should. You know, you've got an all-American look to you, do whatever. And I said, ah, I don't think it's for me. And they're like, well, well, you know, you think on it and let me know. And I went home that night and finished like the Band of Brothers series that I was halfway through watching. And I said, you know what? It'd be really fun if I could if I could just be an actor, even if I don't have any lines, but just like wear a World War II uniform, crawling through the mud and like getting a paycheck for it. Like, I think that'd just be a really fun experience. So I, I signed up for an acting class the next day. And um, the rest is kind of history, as they say. But I, I do love Band of Brothers for, for many reasons, that being one of them. In, I just want to ask you as well, personally, I'm curious to know, how do you go about getting a talent agent and a manager when you're first starting out? Like, because there's so many people that want to be an actor. Yeah. How do you go about doing that? Do you need to land, like, did you need to rant, land that sniper role before you you had the flow on effect? Or did you have someone before then? Yeah, you know, it's it. I, I took a really unique path. Um I, yeah. I worked as a, an assistant for a publicist, you know, for years. Um, we kind of naturally segued out into doing some talent management just because he, oh, he had like okay. 30 years in the business and he had these long relationships. And we, a lot of people were asking us to represent them in that way uh, for their acting careers. So we, we, we did and we learned it together. Right around that same time, I started taking acting classes. So I came up through the business and understanding mm. the business. Um, you know, I didn't come from a master's degree at NYU, Juilliard. I don't have a fancy, you know, resume of stage experience like most traditional actors do. I came up through the business and I learned, you know, how to operate backwards from that mm. to get opportunities for myself as an actor. And since my, you know, the publicist started doing management and I worked for him, uh, he naturally became my manager, you know, and, and yeah. once we were able to kind of stick some roles and find some auditions. Um, you know, the, the bigger people were interested, agents and so so on and so forth. So, but I think it's kind of a misnomer. It's the number one bit of advice I give for people starting out. Be a star where you are. I don't care if you're, you know, in Atlanta or 
Florida or, you know, some, you know, places in Australia, like go and find the productions there, go and build a community there, go and get experience and credits and stuff for your reel there before, you know, making a huge leap with no experience and no contacts to like a place like LA. Cause it's brutal out here, man. It's, it's, it's 10,000 oh. times the competition and the jobs get smaller and smaller and smaller. All the works everywhere else. So wouldn't recommend coming here until you are a firmly a star where you are. And I also think that, you know, pushing for agents and managers so hard in this digital age, you don't need to do it. You can create really? content right now. You can pick up your phone literally and create a web series. You can give yourself a leg up. You know, you can, you're more in control of your career than ever just because of how digitally connected we are. It is true because I've I've been yeah. able to talk to all these amazing actors like yourself. Absolutely. Just just contacting a couple, yeah. you know, myself. I don't need you couldn't a do that. man. I mean, what were you going to do back in the day? You're going to mail a black and white headshot, you know, through the mail, hope they open the <laughs> mail to find out about who you were. There was no email. Like, there was no, yeah, anything, you know, you said, wow, you don't think about that, do you? <laughs> but That's it is crazy. so accessible now. And so you don't need to rely on a manager or an agent as much as when you're getting started. It's more important to create your own stuff, you know, get better, have yeah. content that you created, that you control, that no one can say no to and get it out there and get it up there and build that way. And you do enough of that. I mean, everybody's heard success stories of YouTubers turned actors turned celebrities turned whatever, but they started with just simple videos, you know, and just doing what they did. So, do you think awesome. it's paramount to have social media? Because I know there's some actors that don't go on it at all. Yeah. Do you think it's personally, necessary? Personally, I love it. I, I just think yeah. the way social media connects everybody, and and, and for sure, like there's good things about it and there's bad things about it. I use it personally, mostly as a tool for my acting career. Um, mm. You know, I really love to engage people about that sort of stuff. And uh, I just, I think it's an amazing tool. If you, if you use it for that reason, uh, I know a lot of people just use it as a, you know, a freaking soundboard for anything they think and feel. Um, and usually they don't think they just feel and type and then maybe <laughs> regret it later. You know, there's no thinking involved for a lot of people. I think, yeah, someone comes to mind. Someone What's comes that? to mind when you say that. What what is it? A specific person comes to mind when you say that. Well, there's just there's a lot of specific <laughs> people, man. Uh <laughs> who just who just um, you know, they don't they don't think before they type, you know. And <laughs> it's, it's cool. I mean, look, there's there it's it's the Wild West, man. You can use the the internet and social media any way you want, but I personally love it as a tool to stay connected to people. I just think the ability to engage with fans with people who've played call of duty with people who've watched sniper movies and to have that two-way communication i think it's amazing i really i'm very grateful for the opportunity to get to learn who these people are you know it just becomes a love fest you know they not only not only watched a movie or played a video game you're in but then they take the time to send you a message saying they enjoyed it and i think that's really special and i think that that's always worth taking my time to say thank you for that and i i really love to be able to do it and twitch opens that up in a whole new real-time interactive way and, and that's been a blast as well two more for you mate um gaming do you want to do more games outside of call of duty is it something oh, you're going to pursue or you still want to do mainly move uh movies dude i i love video games as we've talked about i love playing them um i think call of duty was just a life-changing experience for me i can't wait to do more call of duties but i I would love to do any other games. I really, I just think they're they're super special. 
You know, there's a bond that a player has with a character they're playing as in a video game, as opposed to watching an actor on screen completely disconnected from it. You know, and I think that that is so cool and so special. And it's like an honor as an actor to be able to breathe life into that character so that so the player can, can you know, have that roller coaster of the feels, man, and, and take that ride with you. And I, I, I welcome more of those experiences. I hope I get to do more uh video games and i'm you know i'm kind of pushing harder in that arena to be able to, to your auditioning to or yeah i've had quite a few stuff? auditions it's yeah. um it's a different animal you know it's a di- like yeah. anything it's a different set of relationships a different set of con- contacts um there's an awareness of me out there because of call of duty i'm grateful for that mm-hmm. um but you know i am looking to bring some more of that fun stuff home just because i love gaming so much and i think yeah. as an actor if you can bring a love and a passion for something like that, it's only going to help you in your work and and make you a better actor in that way. So I really, um, I really hope more opportunities come down the road to to be in more games. Now we know you got a new sniper movie coming out soon, or you'll be working on that soon. And we know you've probably started on Call of Duty. Now, is there any other projects that you've got going on that you can talk about, or uh, none that I can say? I've got some interesting stuff in the works. Um, yeah. Hopefully- yeah, hopefully we can um, say some some more about a, a film. I'm actually heading off to do a, a project pretty soon here, uh, which I'm very grateful for because 2020 was was rough on just about every actor <laughs> in terms yeah. of work. So I'm very grateful to have a gig to go off and do. Uh, and you know, I've been I've been putting a TV show together for the last two years, and I think we're we're pretty close oh, wow. to getting to a finish line. So that's going to be a really exciting announcement for if and when uh, we we can say anything in the next couple of months. Is that on a streaming service you would predict, or uh, we're still getting those details locked in as to where it'll where it'll yeah. live, where it'll play? Yeah. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, do you have anything else that you wanted to to say to the community? I know you're over on Twitch. Um, how often do you stream at the moment? Man, Every other day. I think. Yeah. I mean, I I really shoot from the hip, man. I really. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, I got schedule. three hours. I think I'll stream. You know, luckily, luckily people show up still somehow. God bless them. Um, (laughs) But I'm not nearly as organized with the schedule and whatever, because my day to day is just so. Yeah. How can you being an actor? Yeah. And I've just, you know, Twitch was just an opportunity for me to connect with with gamers and fans in a whole different way. I just I I think it's a lot of fun. So I've been very casual about it. Um, But, uh, you know, I usually get on a good week like two three streams in you know one of those streams i play with players only and and anybody who's a fan of the game we come in and we squat up oh that's so, cool yeah i encourage people we'll to have come to connect and out. play at some point i would love to man i would love to and and uh just want to say a big thank you to you and um you know your community it's really fun to talk about my my modern warfare experience because it was just such a such an amazing experience for me and i love you know i love being able to share the joys and the highs and lows of being a, a gamer and playing call of duty. But I also love to be able to pull back the curtain and, and give you some behind the scenes stories and anecdotes and just tell you how these games are made. And I think that's, um, that's always really cool for, for video game fans to learn how they're, how they're done, how they're made, you know, how these things come together because they are massive undertakings, but sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes they're right on the money and, and, and you hit a home run like with modern warfare. Oh, it's been an amazing chat, man. Thank you for taking the last hour or so and and answering a bunch of questions. And we'll, we'll definitely have to have you back uh, sooner rather than later. I'm all about it, man. I'm all about it. Anytime, man. This is this is really, really wonderful. And hopefully uh, the people in chat got, got a lot out of it. 
Awesome, man. Well, I'll leave you to have a productive day. And uh, I wish you all the best. We'll stay connected. We'll we'll definitely play Warzone or we'll, we'll get something going. And I wish you luck on your new project. And hopefully we can get some details on that. Thanks, my friend. And Soon I wish you well. luck on uh, your new essential oil toothpaste, my friend. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> we will... Uh, We'll drop into the war zone soon, my friend. Get us some of those uh, dubs, as the kids say. That's it. Thank you, man. <laughs> Take care. All right, Have Dave. a great day. Okay, bye, everybody.